Now you can talk. <laughs> okay, so spirit is coming in and what they're asking me to relay this message is go ahead and ask a question that you guys would like to know. Mm-hmm. Like have this as your expansion and growth awareness mm-hmm. because in that it will assist others because they're right where you both are. The intention of speaking with people in this podcast is that we're all here to help each other and that by connecting people, we help them find more about themselves and truly amplify human potential by coming together as humans and people. And so that is the goal of this podcast and this conversation is allowing more people to be connected and feel seen. So thank you for offering to also connect us. Um, to the spirits beyond. Awesome. Welcome to the Great Connect, Isabel. Hello. Hello, my sisters. Hello, hello. So happy to be here. We're so happy to have you. I think we, I've been thinking about this since the moment I met you. I'm like, oh, the Great Connect. So Isabel, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into some great conversation. Sure. So my name is Isabel Zimmerman. I have started off One of the weird things that I think about my incarnation is uh, when I was 14 years old, I worked in corporate America. Like that was my first job. So it wasn't a cashier. It wasn't a waitress. It was working for a company called Equifax validating data. And you can only imagine my great surprise having a wonderful corporate career to walk away my marriage, my Victorian house, my daughter at high school and left everything behind my job, like everything. And so to walk away, everything, every, everything that you've known in security, it has been interesting. Like if somebody said, Hey, Isabel, you're going to become a full-time Ascension teacher. I would even say, what isn't an Ascension teacher? Like what? (laughs) What is an Ascension teacher? Yeah, tell us. Yeah, so an Ascension teacher is someone who assists humanity and facilitates their unlocking of their remembrance of who they are. I do a lot of hypnosis. I've done hypnosis for about six years. I've done over a thousand regressions. I like that modality because I also know Reiki and, but I really like, hypnosis and I have courses and books and all sorts of stuff that has been brought forth with non-physical, but hypnosis allows the individual to really understand they're a multidimensional being and that they have higher consciousness and they have spirit guides and they've been incarnated before. So it goes from a theory to feeling it. And the only way I can kind of describe it is if I met you when you were like four years old, three years old, and I was talking to you about sex, you just would not be ready to hear it. You would just say, mommy and daddy hug and a baby comes. Like, that's, that's all you needed to know. Like, that's all you wanted to know. That's, that's it. You know, you just, and then as you get older, you get curious and you're like, what, what's kissing? What, what's sex? What? Right. And then you hear stories from your girlfriends or you read books and you even like might have a very clinical class and you hear, you hear about like the vagina and the penis and la, 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 la. 
And it still doesn't encapsulate what you experience when you have sex. And then you're like, oh my God, this is what they're talking about. And then when you have your first orgasm, then you're like, whoa, what? Right. And so it's like that. The awakening to me is very similar to having that experience with sex. And you can see a lot of people afraid of sex, not wanting to be touched, not wanting to be held. Um, They can't relax during it or their thoughts are running around. And so everyone's experience in that physical contact and exchange of oxytocin and really merging your light with a partner is different for everyone. And even as we raise our consciousness, sex also becomes very different. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, procreation. Right. There's deepenings, right? You know, so as you become more evolved as an adult, you want intimacy, Mm -hmm. right? You just don't want to have sex for sex. You start wanting a connection and intimacy and a partner. And there's just phases and stages to it. And same with awareness with spirit. You hear about spirit and you're like, well, yeah, I guess I can kind of believe that. Or, well, yeah, maybe reincarnation is true. Well, maybe. Or you have a spiritual experience. Everyone has had a spiritual experience, like a gut instinct, something unexplainable, not logical. It defies logic. But it feels like a one-off thing. It just, it doesn't, you're not connecting the pieces of how spirit is really so involved in your life. And then once you become really even more aware, you're like, oh my gosh, holy moly, do I even have control? What? And that's what it is. It's like, there's like a deepening and deepening because you feel like to pick up my phone, I have control over that. But I'm telling you, if spirit did not want me to pick up my phone, I'd drop it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I love the parallel between ascension and the way that we learned about sex. That really speaks to me. (laughs) Yes. And it's very similar. If you think about your own journey as you're in this current incarnation, think about all that misinformation. Oh, Mm. right. Well, so much misinformation. Interesting you say that because I've been on this, I don't know if you want to say like a, it's not a tangent, but I've been really called to to talk about a few things over the past month. One is like women's health overall, how much we don't learn about as I'm heading into my forties, perimenopause. I know that's coming sometime, but I don't know anything about it and nobody's really talking about it and no one really knows. So that's a whole uh, gap for me. And then also, and I brought this up to uh, Carrie recently, a couple months ago when I was visiting her and I was like, wouldn't it be amazing if, and I'm not suggesting we, to your point about like three or four year olds, like talk to them about orgasms. I don't know the answer. However, we only learn about boys ejaculation because it makes a baby. Whereas we never talk about a female orgasm. I didn't have one until I was 24. I didn't even know that that was something that my body could do. So what you're saying, and Kara, I love your thoughts too, because uh, this came up. And if you don't, I, we can edit this out care if you don't want, but it came up because what we were talking about with your daughter. And I was like, when should we introduce the female orgasm as an important part of not just about making a baby, but something that's really important to like a woman. Mm -hmm. 
I just want to add something to that that feels very relevant and funny because it actually came up for me um, very recently this morning, as a matter of fact, which is like, how do I share this? This is a weird thing. But like, to your point, we don't learn about certain things. So side note, I've been using a menstrual cup and I'm fucking in love with it. And it's amazing. And, and the first time I used it, I was like, I can go up that far. Oh my God. <laughs> like what I'm doing is this safe. Am I going to come out my stomach? Like, where am I going? I don't know anything about this. Right. And to correlate that to like the ascension journey is like similar. You just don't know, but how can we actually open the doors to some of this better earlier. And that I feel very called in that from a child rearing perspective, that there are opportunities that, no, you don't need to tell the whole story, but there is more that we can offer and share. And I believe embody that shows more to children that are coming in far more sophisticated than I am to remove some of that mystery and that requirement later in life to kind of rewind and relearn. So I'd love your thoughts on that. But that the menstrual cup for me was like that moment of like, I'm a woman and this feels incredibly scary that I don't know my body and that this is a thing that I can do. And is it safe? Like it doesn't feel safe because I was never taught that. And yet this is just a very natural part of my body and being that shouldn't feel scary. And that's normal. That's normal. And also age 24 is the normal age for a female to have an orgasm, by the way. So Amy, you were right on time. No. <laughs> Why is that normal now? <laughs> it just is because there's a lot in play, but what spirit would like for me to share is you have to ask the questions. And so if your daughter asks you a question, that is when she's vibrationally ready. And a lot of people, one of the things that excites me is my thread is to empower the humans here. I want to empower you. I want you to connect with your divine power. Mm -hmm. And so that connection piece is the most exciting for me. And that's why I do hypnosis because I can bypass your ego. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I can bypass your ego, I can get you channeling. Mm -hmm. And it takes multiple sessions, mm -hmm. but it's transformative. It's mm -hmm. remarkable. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, a lot of humans are afraid to go into their soul field. A lot of humans are afraid to be hypnotized, which I cannot hypnotize you because all hypnosis is really self-hypnosis. Mm -hmm. And goddess Isis, who is my spirit grandmother and my main guide, she had at the Isis temples in ancient Egypt, she had sleep temples. Mm -hmm. And that's what they called them. There was no, the modern word is hypnosis, but they were sleep temples. And so she would work with the initiates and students to go into a different state of consciousness to connect them with their inner being. And there's actual drawings. Mm. at her temple showing this yeah that's beautiful so this was in ancient greece this is old old awareness this is mm -hmm. old esoteric teaching mm -hmm. and it was goddess isis who told me to learn qhht from dolores cannon yeah she was the one who said i want you to do this and i was like how much money is this going to cost me and how much time you know 
just like the typical human. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to ask, and even working with spirit, even when I channel and I work with spirit, if I do not ask a question, they do not speak. I really must ask a question. Mm-hmm. So when you first start channeling and journaling and connecting with your spirit and practicing, you just say, do you have a message for me? A simple question. Do you have a message for me? And then wait to hear it. Mm-hmm. It will sound like your voice. It's sort of like if you picked up a book right now and you started reading it out loud, it would be the sound of your voice, but those are not your words. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what it is. And it's a natural ability. But the fear is normal, Carrie. Mm -hmm. It's because you have to understand the logic mind wants the known. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we go in the unknown, we do not feel safe and secure Mm -hmm. because it's unknown. Mm -hmm. But the greatest potentiality is in the unknown. The greatest potentiality of magic is in the unknown. So embracing the unknown is a series of phases and stages. Mm -hmm. And that is letting go of control. Mm -hmm. And it's subtle. Sometimes the control is very subtle, that you're not even aware of it. And so your ascension is just awareness. That's all it is. And it, it, it really is that simple. It's that, you know, Carrie and I talk a lot about sometimes how do we talk to people who aren't willing or just aren't aware of, of going inward and it sometimes feels difficult. I forgot where I was going with this. So there's our sisters and brothers who are not awake. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's it. <laughs> yes. Our sisters and brothers who are not awake. If they come into your physical reality, they are an energetic match at some level. And you can relax in the knowing that they are powerful entities and not victims. Mm -hmm. They may view themselves as victims. You may even view themselves as victims, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. And so you can just relax in the knowing that if they're ready to hear something, you will be inspired to Mm -hmm. say something. You'll just plant the seed or just your vibration is an activation. Mm -hmm. So one of the things is my mother is not going to awaken in this incarnation. And I have no fear talking about spirit and guides and souls and soul fields. And, you know, if somebody's like, oh, my gosh, that's woo woo. I say, well, there's just a gap of understanding. Okay, Don't worry about it. But no information can be lost. So when you plant the seed, whether it germates in this lifetime or another lifetime, you will see it blossom, but you may not see it blossom as Amy. Mm. It will blossom in another incarnation. That is all happening now. Mm -hmm. But I am constantly reminded by my team because I like to rescue. I like to save. And so they're always gently reminding me, no one needs to be rescued. Everyone is powerful. Stand in your joy. Stand what vibrates high in you and excites you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So focus on what you want, Carrie and Amy. Focus Mm -hmm. on what excites you and Mm -hmm. just follow that excitement. Mm -hmm. And you'll hear the inspiration. 
you'll be inspired to say something. Like when they first said to me, they're like, okay, Isabel, we want you to be an Ascension teacher. I said, don't you think I should be ascended first? Like what? (laughs) And they're like, no, we need you to be an Ascension teacher right now as is because you're at a vibration right now where people can relate to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And one of my inner beings is an ascension keeper. And so I said, well, I feel like an ascension teacher is really a lofty title. Like, who am I? I'm just Isabel Zimmerman. And they're like, Isabel, have you ever thought that when somebody hears the word ascension teacher, and even if they don't know what it means, you are planting the seed in their awareness? So if they come across that word again, they'll be like, ascension. I met this tall lady and she said she was an Ascension teacher and it might spark them. Mm-hmm. And I went, ah, so like cashiers at Walmart, gas stations. If somebody asks me what I do, I say, hi, I'm an Ascension teacher. And they might only hear the word teacher mm-hmm. or they might hear the word Ascension, mm-hmm. but it matters not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So many things are coming up for me as you say all of that, which is the beauty of having those connections, right? And that one of the things that I speak about frequently is just be you, be you. What Find what lights you up and shine it, shine it bright because it attracts what you should attract. And if something doesn't stay or stick or work, it's because it wasn't meant for you, right? And I bring that into a very th- 3D perspective of a job interview or a conversation or a coworker or whatever that happens to be, because that's the world we live in here is, you know, having these connections, having these moments, working so hard for these things that we want or we do. And, and we lose sight of the fact that we just need to be us. And if we are us, we will find the things that are meant for us. But that's hard to let go of that control of, I think I want this. This is what I'm working towards. This is what I have been working towards. And we need to find that within ourselves first and embody it to be able to create it. Yeah. And and the easiest way to do that, it's a multi-pronged approach. But just remember when you were a little child, you were really authentic. Mm-hmm. you felt your emotions, you might have cried, you might have screamed, you laughed, you giggled, you were playful. And then it's interesting in human society, five and under, they really stress. And if you even watch the children's shows, they're like, be you, be you, be you. And then you get into school and then that completely changes. Don't be you. Yes. Don't be you. Yes. Be like this. Yes. Right? She's going to blow a gasket. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. This is is my soapbox at the moment. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So it's interesting that humanity has done this to create a persona. And the reason why they want us to create a persona, like how someone should behave, how someone should act. I mean, a lot of times, especially in the spiritual community, they'll be like, oh, you can't smoke. You can't drink. You can't eat meat. You have to eat vegan or And there's all these rules. And I just find that really interesting because one of the first things, which I think it's a major cliff, is there is no wrong. Yeah. Yes. So 
you can be spiritual smoking. You can be spiritual drinking. You can be spiritual doing drugs. You can be spiritual not doing drugs. You can be spiritual being thin or heavy or short or, you know, whatever. It matters not because accepting what you perceive as wrong Mm -hmm. is the journey of the ascension. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the song was like, what if God was like, what's that song by? If God was one of us. If God was one of us, right? The lazy, the smoking, the, and that is true. Nothing is not God. Yeah. Nothing is not God. Yeah. And so I just want to share that with anyone awakening Try to soften your judgment around anything you do, anything you eat, anything you say, anything you act out. Just soften it. Just kind of soften it and say, all right, right now I feel this is wrong or I feel this is not healthy for me or I feel like I'm not making enough money or I don't feel appreciated. Whatever that is, a judgment about yourself, just soften it and just say, okay, this is how I feel and it's Mm -hmm. okay. I accept it because as soon as you accept it in your awareness, you will be able to move it into love. Mm -hmm. And one of the things spirit always says to me is there's so much around how you should look and how you should act here in so many rules. And when you're in the flow state in a high vibration, you are not judging something you perceive as wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and because there is nothing wrong and I will tell you spirit Orpheus used to smoke a pipe and Isis used to smoke cigarettes not cigarettes but she used to smoke and I'm like really shut the front door and it just makes them human it's just like oh my gosh we have so much judgment of so many things I'm not saying you should smoke or drink or anything like that I'm just saying just relax, calm down, calm down. It's not what you think it is. Everything is energy. It's Mm -hmm. what we place the meaning and value to it. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's okay. Whatever you do, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And if it no longer serves you, trust me, it will just fade away. Mm -hmm. Like when you're a child, you know, do you Mm -hmm. still stuck your thumb? Not really. Right. (laughs) it's okay. It's just okay. It's like these phases and stages, we just criticize ourselves so harshly. And that's what it is. So that job interview, being authentic, just try to think more energetically, try to think of that inner child Mm -hmm. and just know that you are enough. You are whole and you're complete. There is nothing not incomplete by God or source. You know, I mean, I could give you the quantum physics on that, But um, it's just like a practice. Just begin to soften it. And then I think tapping is a really good tool for humans. So Mm -hmm. even though I am nervous that I will not be chosen, even though I'm in this job interview and I really want it, even though it would validate me that I'm smart, even though I don't even know if I do want this job. You know what I mean? And you just talk yourself through it and just so even though if I do not get this job, it's okay. Even Mm -hmm. though if I do get this job, it's okay. And so you just soften it and you just step it down, step it down into a neutrality 
point. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. when you become more neutral about things, then you can vibe higher. Mm -hmm. And then there, of course, there's shadow work and all that stuff because you're being triggered mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. But that's beliefs and inner child work. Yeah. <laughs> if I may, that's what's really beautiful. And what I'm stepping into is nothing is good or bad. So it's just kind of, it's supposed to be. And so like when I spill something or I trip over something or I hurt myself, it's like, like I almost get like exuberant because I'm like, yay, I, I celebrate it. And I don't know. And then that's I just, awesome. There's that's awesome. Bad, but I celebrate having grown up in a home where I couldn't make mistakes. I couldn't spill. I couldn't really be a, a kid. I can now. And it feels really safe and amazing. That is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And celebrating yourself, celebrating your uniqueness. So you're, <laughs> yes, yes. Anything tips like tipping around me at all. Carrie knows this. She's known me since seventh grade. I spill things. That is a truth. And I may, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so you should look at the metaphysical meaning. The other day I spilled coffee Yeah. and I knew it wasn't by accident. No, of course not. And I looked up the metaphysical meaning and it was like, it was a full cup of coffee too, Amy, a full cup of coffee. And when I looked at the spill, I'll always try to look for images to see if they project anything there. And then I looked up the metaphysical meaning and it's like great change. Mm. Mm. I want to look that up. Last night I spilled ice cream on my shirt, but then it imprinted on my chin and I, <laughs> and I have the image in my head. I'll look it up. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many clues. Spirit constantly communicates with you. And so the reason why I teach even tarot and the pendulum is I teach tarot for a variety of reasons, but it's also to understand that spirit communicates in symbols and images. You know, words are very limiting, mm -hmm. but we're just so accustomed to words, but we're really telepathic guys. Mm -hmm. Carrie mm -hmm. says that a lot, that words are limiting. Yeah. And we try to talk to each other telepathically sometimes because it's just easier. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And all of humanity will be telepathic. We already are telepathic, but we just don't have awareness. But all of humanity will be telepathic. And in order for us as a society to get to that level, we have to accept our shadows. Mm -hmm. And our shadows are beautiful. Mm -hmm. That contrast is beautiful. Mm -hmm. But it's a process, guys. Yeah big one. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do for sure. Mm -hmm. um, something you went in multiple nuggets for me that I'd love to explore a little bit deeper. One of which is um, um, rules. So for me personally, um, I would say that if I had to pick one thing that I have known my entire life was divine and my knowing sense that I have very strongly and yet is a very big challenge to kind of recognize sometimes mm -hmm. it's rules rules have always stirred the fire within me of mm -hmm. why who says how come <laughs> so I'd love to hear if there's something that you have felt has always been present with you, whether you acknowledged it at Equifax or not, and how that kind of has emerged for you. So one of my experiences was I was born in Chicago, Illinois, and then around fourth, 
no, kidding, I was four years old. I moved to Montreal. So I moved from Chicago. So I was in kindergarten and I went to Montreal and there was a prejudice against the Quebecois. And so I lived in the British side of Montreal. Not like that meant anything to me at four years old, but I couldn't help but the adults talk about the Quebecois were not smart and I was in Westmont and that was the the more affluent area. And my friend Patrick and Faye, Patrick was black and Faye was black too, but they were English. And so they were my friends. And then I moved again to Dallas, I think around fourth, fourth, fourth grade. And I went to Dallas, USA, and it wasn't about the French and the English, but it was about the blacks and the whites. Mm. And I was just like, what? You don't like black? Like what? Where are the French and the English? Like what? And it was that experience that I realized that every culture and society has their own rules and beliefs and that it's arbitrary. It's just arbitrary. It means nothing. Mm -hmm. And spirit, I've done a lot of channeling and vlogs around this, but if you think about it, one of my funny, my funny ones that I kind of laugh is back in the day, royalty would marry their siblings. Mm -hmm. And that was coveted Mm -hmm. to keep the royal bloodline. Mm -hmm. Right. And now we're like, oh my God, that's so gross. That's so wrong. Right. And so if you look at our beliefs, You can see them fluctuate in every generation from week to week to day to day. And really, rules and beliefs around rules, if you look at rules, what is the purpose of rules? So so some might say, oh, well, it gives you structure and order. Okay. And why do you need structure and order? Well, to feel safe. Mm. Everyone just wants to feel safe. Everyone wants known. Everyone wants an agreement. Let's agree on these rules. Can I get your buy-in? But here's the thing with rules, and I'm sure you girls have encountered this in your incarnation. They change, and not everyone follows them, and not everyone adheres to them, and they only adhere to them when they feel like they're adhering to them. Mm-hmm. And it's not equal for everyone, Mm -hmm. right? And you see that over and over and over. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Mm -hmm. Nope. It's like, so then you can see how rules are now created to control Mm -hmm. and fear Mm -hmm. and power above. Mm -hmm. If you felt empowered, would I place any rules on you girls? Mm-hmm. Carrie, I would, Carrie, if you said, Isabel, I want to do X, Y, and Z, I'd be like, go for it. Yeah. Amy's like, yeah, Isabel, I want to do X, Y, and Z. I'd be like, okay. There would be no rules. I would never oppose a rule over your girls. Mm-hmm. And even if, let's say I felt judgment, like let's say, I saw you hit your child and I'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe she hit her kid, right? That's my natural mom instinct. Like, why are you hitting your baby? But it's not wrong. 
Mm-hmm. Why is it triggering to me? Well, because I got hit as a child. Mm-hmm. And then I would think like, why did you hit your child? Well, probably because you got hit as a child. Mm-hmm. And then can I hold space for you in love and compassion that you just in that moment of vibration, you created an energetic pattern expressed in your soul field. Mm-hmm. Can I love you mm-hmm. in that moment? And that's Jedi work. That's yeah, je- yeah. that's no joke, man. That's no joke. You, that's hard. Yeah. I, do you feel, so what's coming up for me as you say that is, do you feel what, what I see in being able to perceive the gaps and the threads um, of all of that that you just so eloquently spoke to is sovereignty that because we've had so many rules and these things to keep us safe and some of those were really important as we evolved right from being chased mm-hmm. to creating civilization etc that we've lost our sovereignty in being able to speak up for ourselves and feel safe in being able to express ourselves and allow that within each other so that I can say, no, this harms me. No, thank you. And instead we've created these shields to not allow our sovereignty because we didn't feel safe. And I'm not, and you know, it's kind of tumbling around. That's it. You got it, Carrie. (laughs) You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. So you can soften the judgment around rules because you Mm -hmm. can understand that the rules were for a variety of reasons Mm -hmm. in our incarnation. Mm -hmm. And then you can say, do these serve me? Mm -hmm. Can I accept these rules in my society? Mm -hmm. I don't need to judge them. Mm -hmm. I can allow them to be. And again, we always want to soften Mm -hmm. judgment Mm -hmm. when we can, when we're ready to. Mm-hmm. There are some people that if I took away their rules, oh my gosh, they would crumble. Mm-hmm. It's not good for their little psyche. Mm-hmm. They're not ready. They need those rules. And mm-hmm. so have those rules. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You have a rule to make your bed every morning and that's what makes you feel safe. Mm-hmm. Make your bed. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. We have the power to it. opt ourselves out. If we... Yes. That's exactly what I feel strongly about. We've all been in the corporate world for me in the past year that made me feel unsafe. So I opted out Mm -hmm. and that felt, and now I feel really safe in this gorgeous journey. And it's allowed me to explore this whole new, beautiful world of, to your point, I love what you said and both what you, I have this beautiful forgiveness for my father who hit me because he was hit you know, and, and, and so what you both said is like a really beautiful resonation for me because I spent the bulk of my life angry and sad and I've relinquished that. And I have such amazing space for him. I love him so much and I forgive him and I give him grace. And I've now expressed to him, it didn't start with you. So try to find right. that in yourself to try to forgive yourself. You deserve that grace and forgiveness and love toward yourself. And he's not there yet, but he's open to start receiving it. And it's, I really love what you're saying because it gives, it helps me feel empowered to not to soften my judgment around the things that activate or trigger me about Mm -hmm. whether it be, you both know me about the autonomy for women, our bodies, our rights. I need to, I'm, you're helping me find grace and softness toward that. 
Yeah, you know, one of the things, because I go into so many soul fields and so many lives, and really, it's a pleasure. And I think everyone should listen to this podcast. It's a friend of mine created it. It's called The Wandering Star. And it's 13 episodes, but they go into 13 different lives. And you can see the continuity of different entities that are the same entities in multiple lives. And once you understand that and understand how vast your consciousness is and how, I just think if I, if I could ask the humans to do one thing, it might be listening to this podcast. Yeah, that's beautiful. I would love for the humans to meditate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I would love the humans to journal. Yeah. I would love the humans to have a hypnosis session. Yeah. But if it's, this is free, it's passive, all they have to do is listen. Mm -hmm. And I think this would be a great awakening. And then they could start to seek and question and, and go on their journey. But yeah, the energetic patterns, I'm like, I'm, I'm, (laughs) so I'm, (laughs) It's not up on my website yet, guys. I'm, I will be doing this today. Yeah. But I'm creating. So one of the things that Spirit wanted me to do was manifesting the love of your dreams. It's just the candy to get the, the humans there. It's understanding your parents' relationships and how you create relationships from that subconscious mind as a child. And you attract the partners that might be like your mother, your father, your sister, your brother into your life because it's known. Okay, that's phase one. The second class is understanding the mirror. And spirit wanted me to really understand there are unseen reflections and seen reflections. So for example, my husband was really like my mother, my father, and my sister. I knew that. I knew I chose Ken Zimmerman because he was familiar. So now I'm in this relationship, right? And Ken had a temper. My mother had a temper. So now I behave and acted like my father instead of my mother. The unseen reflection was I had an adopted belief that anger was bad and wrong. And so I would not allow my anger to be expressed because I believe so strongly that anger was bad and wrong. What's the point of anger? I really believe that. My mom was angry all the time. And then after she was done being angry, then we finally moved on with our day or our life or the situation. So I'm like, why can't we just bypass anger? So guess who was angry all the time? My husband. And guess who was angry all the time too? My daughter. Mm -hmm. And so the unseen reflection was my belief that anger was wrong. And it wasn't until I did my soul work, understanding that anger is a beautiful emotion and that it should be expressed within me. That took me a year. I just want to let you know it wasn't overnight. After a year of it, guess who stopped being angry? Ken and Madeline. Mm -hmm. So that's that unseen mirror, that seen and unseen. And then the third class is really why Spirit wanted me to create this, this class, was to understand 
that everyone was going to experience the abandonment template or pattern, divine blueprint or wound, and the rejection wound. So if you studied attachment theory, John Bromley totally understood it, but he didn't go to the soul level. He didn't understand it at the soul level. Like, why would the soul want to explore it? So what I want to impart with all the the people listening to this is that babies, you are going to experience this no matter where you were born, when you were born, who are your parents, you were going to explore this template no matter what. Because all entities... That means the angelic realms, the Octurians, the Pleiadians. All realms have this divine blueprint. And you would say, what? And I would say, well, all entities, including the angelic realm, have this blueprint. It's because when source, extended source light out, I want you to imagine holding a flashlight. And I want you to shine it on a wall. And I want you about 10 feet away, and you're going to notice a big circle on the wall. And when you go closer, taking steps closer to the wall, you're going to notice that the circle shrinks and becomes more intense, right? When I go very close to the wall, I am back to source, oneness. That light is pure and bright. When I step away from that wall, it is extended light. It almost looks like there's darkness in the circle, right? All that is, is polarity. So when source extended light out, it created the abandonment and rejection, separation, Mm -hmm. which is just the illusion. Mm -hmm. So the angelic realm feels it, but very, very, very slight because they're so close to source's oneness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when I say to you, all humans on this planet was going to explore this, I hope that softens it to you. Mm-hmm. And your parents explored it and their parents and their parents because it's part of the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. I can't wait for this course to come out. I'm so, I want to dig deeper. I want to go deeper. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So we're going to do a guided meditation because I like to get people out of their minds so they can feel it. As soon as you feel it, I can, it it sticks with you. If I get you to feel it, it can stick. I need that aha moment. And so my tool is just going into the heart um, with guided meditation. Oh, wonderful. And thank you for joining us. And I look forward to more connections with you. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Carrie, reach out anytime. Thank you. You too. Thanks as well. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.